I'm glad you guys are here, obviously. Second Timothy chapter three, go there, please. Thank you for the update on Miss Tammy. Continue to pray for her though as she recovers and you know, um it's that's not a that's not a quick bounce back, but God can uh God can move it right along, man. And praise the Lord that everything was successful. Um I was just so pleased with how much at peace she was. That was an answer to prayer in and of itself, because I know in the beginning she was scared, you know, so thank God for that. Um, and I, can't, I don't want to go too far without saying thank the Lord for Sunday. Um, it's a, a great time in his presence. I'm, I'm always just so humbled. I don't, I don't, God's so good to us. I'm, I've I've always said I'm, and I and I mean it. It's not a it's not a preacher line. I I just I want to go to church where I know God's at, and I'm not saying He's only here by no means. Uh, there's great churches in town, but I want to I want to be where He's at, where He's moving, where His Spirit's got liberty to do whatever the Spirit came to do, and and I just love. I love that living water embraces that, encourages that, and and wants to see the same thing. So that's a that's a that's a powerful vision, and um, I'm 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 as you are not afraid of you're not afraid. I'm not afraid of of what the Spirit wants to do. We come expecting Him to do something we don't expect. That's that's a good thing. So praise the Lord for that. I, I mean, not not sure why he had me study that message for so long, but uh, no, it was for me. It was for me, that's for sure. We've been talking about the Bible, and we've been talking about, we barely scratched the surface on just extra biblical proof of uh, the Bible's um, accuracy and 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 you know it's inerrant and there's it's inspired and it's preserved and <clears throat> we looked at prophecy about Jesus that we, we looked at 17 of them and and there's just so there's so much more but I think we've established and not, not that you doubted but I I wanted I wanted to be able to equip uh, you and myself um, to be able not to defend the word, but to just have so much confidence that if someone were to challenge us on the word, whether they agree with us or not, or agree with our responses or our answers, we, we speak from a place of knowledge, not from a place of, well, that's what the preacher said. And, I, and that's, that's kind of my heart in the whole thing. So I want to transition from the what is the proof of the Bible to what is what is what is the purpose of the Bible, and we we could all we could you know Candace would shoot her hand up first and say Jesus, that's right because that's the answer that's that's the, that's the that wins every time that is the Sunday school answer right there, and 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 that would be one hundred percent correct because from Genesis. Through the book of the Revelation, Jesus is the subject, and 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 
and all of his character qualities and and his sacrifice and et cetera, et cetera. So it, it, Jesus is definitely the answer, but let's broaden our scope just a little bit and, and talk about the purpose. Why, why should we, why should we hunger and thirst to be in the word more? I, 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 last year, we ended with a strong emphasis on prayer that we're carrying that over. Uh, I, I know several folks that are, are fasting and praying even now. Um, so we're not stopping with that, but I want to marry with that a strong emphasis on you and I getting getting deeper into the Word. Um, that's where the answers are, man. So that's where the answers are, and and I want us to I want us to dig for them, dig them up, dive deep, go for depth, not distance. Second Timothy, chapter three. We're going to read fourteen through seventeen. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. I pray that we would just learn something new today about why you have preserved this incredible living document. God, we know that there is no way we can exhaust this subject. God, I am fully aware that I can't even do it justice, not remotely. But God, I I pray that in our discussion tonight, that we would just fall in love with it um, so that we can fall more in love with you. God, we don't worship the Bible. We worship the God of the Bible. And God, I, I, I just pray that something tonight just ignites even a greater hunger for us to, to be in his word, to slow down, to, to read it, to put ourselves in the scriptures, to see how it relates to us, how it applies to us, and what light it shines on our life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Second Timothy chapter 3, 14 through the end. Paul, writing to Timothy, said, But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. That's very, that's very important. You've you got you to make sure what you're receiving from anyone that's teaching is not false teaching. That's so important, which is why you need to know your Bible so that you know when it is not right. Because you trust those who taught you. Verse 15, you have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. I, I'm, just, I'm going to try to read this and not comment. Man, teach, teach your kids the word. You've been taught the Holy Scripture from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture, all Scripture, every word is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong. It teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. In our text, Timothy is challenged by Paul to maintain a a close relationship with the word of God. He is He's encouraged. He's he's reminded of of why he should 
continue the strong relationship and connection with the word he, because it, it was taught to him correctly. Uh, he's, he's, he, it, it, was, it, was, it was how he was able to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So Paul's just encouraging him and he, he tells him of the benefits and, that, and that's what I want us to talk about. It's, it's the purpose of the Bible and it, it, there are benefits that come with a, a real relationship with the Bible. And, 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 and again, I'm I, 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 I trust that you're hearing what I'm saying and, and, and not, I'm not putting more light on this, on the Bible than I am your relationship with Jesus. You, you, can, you, can, you can have a relationship with Jesus and not own a Bible. You can be a Christian without owning a Bible, but you can't be a good one. It's what I say about your local church. You, 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 can, you can be a Christian and never go to church, but you can't be a good one, an effective one. You, you will be caught up in snares if you don't know the word. Timothy is reminded that it's the Bible that taught him everything he knows about God. Now, those that taught him use the Bible. So it's the word of God that fed him. It's the word of God that led him to this point in his life. He's a young pastor, and this scripture has been foundational in making him who he is today, in, or who he was at that time in the kingdom. And it's, it's what made us who we are. We, 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 we were saved because we heard the gospel. That's the word of God. It's, it's the word of God that fed him. It's the, 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 the word of God that, that, that built him up and equipped him to be able to lead this, uh, the group of people that God had placed him over. And he's, he, he was encouraged by Paul to continue in that. You know, don't, don't lighten up on it. Um, he, Paul was very clear, just keep, keep going, keep going, get, go, go deeper, go deeper, progress as a believer, progress as a man of God, uh, progress as a, as a woman of God, we need to do that, and if we're going to be all we can be for the glory of God, we need a, we need a, a close connection with this book, with this Bible, we need a close relationship with Jesus, and a close relationship with this Bible. And if we're going to grow like I believe we should, um, a, a, a healthy Christian should be a growing Christian. Amen. And if, and if we're going to grow in the Lord, we need, we need the Bible. We've, we've, we've studied some proofs. And, and, the, and the verses that we're going to look at today, and there's, there's a whole bunch, and I'm probably just going to give you the references to them. And they're in your notes because I, I, really, I really encourage you to use what I gave you tonight um, that to, to, as part of a, your devotion time or your time with the Lord because there's a lot of verses in there and, and it, will, it will solidify what it is we're going to talk about tonight. Um, the, the verses that we're going to look at answer, I, I believe at least partially because we can't exhaust it, why God gave us the word. So, so consider these rhetorical questions. Why did God feel the need to, to give his revelation to the original authors of the Bible? So that's rhetorical. Just think about that. Why, why did God feel the need to do that? Why did God feel the need to, to, 
exert his supernatural power to inspire his word? Why has he demonstrated that same supernatural power in preserving his word? I believe that we can look in his word and see for ourselves. Why did he give us the Bible? If you're taking notes, he gave us the Bible for the purpose of revelation. For the purpose of revelation. I, I would say if we did a show of hands, everyone in the room would say you have been reading and all of a sudden you look at something that you have read maybe many times and it's now in a different light and now it matters. Uh, you might have glossed over it before or maybe it, you know, your fault, nobody's fault. Maybe it just wasn't your season for that. But then you read it and it's a, it's a revelation that changes the entire direction of your life. That, that's one of the purposes of the Bible. It's the process of God telling the original authors exactly what God wanted us to know today and our kids to know tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. It, and it's preserved. It, 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 it hasn't changed. Yes, translations have changed, but, but it, the heart of the Scripture has never changed. And just as God revealed his mind to the original authors, his inspired word, this Bible, continues to reveal himself to you and I today. And, and the more knowledge we get of God, Paul encouraged us to grow deeper in our knowledge of Christ. We, that, that makes us stronger believers. It, 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 the, the more revelation we get on who Jesus is, the more revelation we get on, on, on who the Father is and, and the Spirit's role in our life. I mean, I mean it's, his, his inspired word continues to this day to bring revelation to those who will seek him. If you will open up this book and read and, and, and read it in faith believing, praying that the Spirit would reveal things to you, I'm telling you, it will be illuminated. You know that's the truth. It's what Timothy already experienced, according to Paul. And I'll just read 14 and 15 of our text because it bears that out. You must remain faithful to the things you've been taught. You know they're true, and you know you can trust those who taught you. You've been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they've given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. So what does the Bible reveal? Well, the Bible reveals to us God's person, the, the person of God, the person of Jesus Christ, the person of the Holy Spirit. And, and what does it reveal about God's person? Well, we'll just, I'm going to rifle through these, not because they're not important, but but because you're, you're going to have to end amen them all. Um, God, one way that God can be known to us is through his word, is the revelation of God's person, if you will, through his word. The, the scriptures reveal God to be holy. We know that. But I just want to feel the weight of that. From beginning to end, it never, this book never wavers on revealing to us in deeper levels of faith believing the holiness of God. 
the more you get that revelation, the more I get that revelation, the more we will desire to be holy. Sin will be harder to tolerate. It reveals to us the person of of who he is, and he is holy. It reveals to us that he's loving for God so loved. It reveals to us that he's just. He's just. He's just. He's eternal. He, he, he was before time started and he'll be when time ends. He's, he's glorious. He's exalted. He's gracious. He's merciful. He, he, he is infinitely good. He's infinitely good. The Bible gives us revelation that God is a consuming fire. There are, there are so many revelations of God. Those are just a handful of scattered ones that the Lord just brought to my mind as I was just typing and studying. And, and in the Bible, we, we learn the truth that man could never come to this truth by himself because in the pages of the Bible, we, we encounter God himself. Obviously, the Spirit illuminating it, we encounter God himself. We could never know him as well as we know him any other way than the Spirit revealing him through his word. But the Bible also reveals to us God's power. In the pages of the Bible, we, we, we read about the, just the incredible, awesome, unbelievable power of, of God. And we, we read about, and I've, I've made this, these notes in, in your notes, we, we read about his power to create, the power to create. Um, obviously, that's Genesis 1 and, and 2. Um, what I don't have in your notes, and I thought of this later this afternoon as I was driving, not only does he have the power to create, he has the power to recreate. We've been made new creatures. And the interesting part of you know, 2 Corinthians 5 is, is that, that, that becoming a new creation, it, it, it literally points back to Genesis. And Reggie and I were talking about this last night. It, it, it literally points back to, to Genesis when... Adam was made from nothing, and he, God breathed life into him. When, when, when old things are passed away and all things become new, are you with me? When we become new creatures in Christ, new creations, it is, it's not that we're, we get a makeover. It's not that it's a redo. It is literally as if we weren't before and we are now. There is a recreation that takes place. It is, a, it is a deconstruction of who we were and a reconstruction of what God made us through Christ. Amen. There's a revelation of his power to create. There's a revelation of his power in just incredible, impossible 
situations and circumstances. We can read that in John 11. There's so much in John 11. I, I, I mean, Lazarus is in John 11. I mean, we, we, John 6, feeding 5,000, walking on the water. I mean, it, him, the revelation of God's power, why, why, why should that, why should that excite us so much? I believe it should excite us and, and make us hungrier for the word because we are going to encounter situations that in, in our human mind, the situation is impossible. It is, it is, it's, it's literally impossible. People say a lot, and you know folks that do, maybe you have. This isn't a, 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 a subtle backhand. I've said it. When you feel like there's just no hope, but when you have a revelation of God's power, you always have hope. There is always hope. If you're breathing, there's hope. In Lazarus' case, if you ain't breathing, there's hope. We get a revelation of his power to heal. We, we, we get a revelation of, of, of I, 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 my list was like this of the revelation. I finally just... Backspace, backspace, backspace. And I finally just said, and I'll read it. We have a revelation of his power to do anything he wants to do. Because it's, we could go on and on and on. Luke 1, Job 42, Ephesians 3. We get a revelation of God's power. The purpose of, one of the purposes of the Bible is so that we can can try to wrap our minds around this amazing God who created everything and continues to create. That's what's so awesome. And you and I are made in his image. We should be creating things, whatever that is. We should be be with the mind of Christ. The revelation of God's power should encourage us. It should cause us to take risks. It should eliminate fear. The revelation of God's power should should make us say, yes, I can because of God. Yes, I can because of Christ. I can. I can do X, Y, Z because of God. We get a revelation of his person. We get a revelation of his power. The Bible gives us a revelation of his promises, now, obviously, you and I know that, and there's no way I could list them. Just know this. There are literally thousands of promises in this book. There are. I, I don't know if this is true. Well, I shouldn't say it's true. I, I, I mean, I don't know if it's, uh, I, I'm not going to go to war over it, and I ain't going to argue with anybody about it. Um, but I, I remember reading, and when I, when I read it, um, it was a Spurgeon quote where he said, you know, there's, there, there's 365 times in the Bible where we're told not to fear. We've got a promise from God that he's going to be with us. So do not fear one for every day of the year. I don't know if there's 365. I don't know. But that's pretty cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say there is. I mean, I ain't going to hang my hat on it, but that revelation of God's promises, and, and, and the thing is, every single one of them will be kept. 
There's not one promise that God's like, you know what? I, I'm, I changed my mind on that. No, he, <laughs> he doesn't do that. He, he's, he's not, it's not a bait and switch with God. I, I love Romans 4.21. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Believers need never fear that any of the promises of God will fail because God can't fail. Therefore, his promises will never fail. That's exciting to me. That's shout worthy. It really is. Promises of God. Everything God does it, as it relates to his promises, uh, everything he does is for the glory of him. He, he, we, we reap the benefits of him being a promise maker and a promise keeper, but the glory is all his. God does nothing that does not exalt him. He doesn't do things to exalt us. His promises were not designed so that we can get haughty about it or, or get, get, get prideful about something that worked out. No, you had a promise from God. It should humble us, not exalt us. Praise God. And we, in Psalm 138, verse 2, the New King James says, And praise your name for your loving kindness, I love this, and your truth, for you have magnified your word. We're talking about, we're talking about his word. I, I, I feel the weight of it. The psalmist wrote, praise, the, praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. You have magnified your word above all your name. purpose of the Bible, revelation, God's person, God's power, God's promises. We get revelation of God's plan for your life, for my life, for every person that has ever lived and ever will live. The plan is the same. Mark it down. The plan is the same. It's, it's, there's a progression The plan is you will be drawn by the Spirit. Every person will be drawn by the Spirit. Romans says, man is without excuse. If, 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 if they see the rising sun and the setting sun and, 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 and the open sea and, and the creation, man is without excuse that there is a God. You can't say there's not. The, the plan is that God draws. The plan is that, we will, that we'll, 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 we'll come to know him. And, and it's in the pages of this book, the inspired, infallible book of the Bible that we can read God's plan. I just gave you three. They just popped into my head. Save. There's a plan. God's plan to save is in your Bible. God, that's ex- aren't you glad? Because you can then tell others of God's plan to save. Somebody told you. Somebody told me. And I'm, I, I, I want to I pay it forward, as it were. Romans 5, Romans 10. There's, there's revelation of God's plan to satisfy. Psalm 103, verse 5. Again, look these up on your own. There is a revelation of God's plan to supply. Philippians 5. 419, Psalm 37, 25. The Bible has a purpose. He gave us the Bible for the purpose of revelation, but you see in your notes, he also gave us the Bible for the purpose of redemption. 
redemption. The Bible is literally from beginning to end the unfolding of the story of redemption. It's, it's used, uh, that picture is painted metaphorically, it's painted literally, but throughout the pages, even, even in a, a book that doesn't even say the word Jesus is a beautiful unfolding of the story of redemption. So redemption is from beginning to end in the scripture. That, that, that's a beautiful thing. It's the, that's part of the purpose. Verse 15 of our text says, You've been taught the Holy Scripture from childhood. They have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus, the redemption. And from the moment man sinned in the garden, from, from the, the time that happened, there is a continuous thread that can be traced through the pages, the story of redemption. It, 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 it climaxes in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but it doesn't end there. Even though that, that is, the, you know, we, we could say that, that the whole story of redemption culminates at the death and resurrection. No, I, I get it, but that's the beginning. <laughs> that's the beginning, man, because after that is when the book of Acts and, yeah, you know the deal. It's redemption. So, so how does the Bible reveal to us the purpose of redemption? Well, it, it does that by showing us that we're sinners, it does that by showing us that th- there is the wickedness of you and I, and, and we're sinners. You're like, well, I ain't no sinner. Well, nice to meet you, because I never met somebody who wasn't. But I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, we'll, we'll put your name on the sign. But it, 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 it's the Bible that teaches us that we are sinners in need of a Savior. It's the Bible. That t- it's the Spirit that ignites that. But when... But it's the, the power is in the word. The power is not in a, a, a slick illustration that someone's using. When, when, a spirit, when a spirit comes into one of our services and you can just feel it, man, it's a beautiful thing. And you see him moving. You see him working. It, it, people coming to the altar. The, it's the word of God. It's the word of God that shows us our need to be redeemed, that we are sinners. We are sinners, Romans 3.10, Romans 3.23, Galatians 3.22. But the scripture also shows us that, yes, we are wicked and that we are sinners, but there is also (laughs) the wrath of a Savior. It's It's that balance. It's that balance that... Again, I'm, I'm not being condescending or I'm not wagging a finger, but I'm amazed at the folks that are af- afraid, uh, teachers, preachers especially, and that, that's the comment is directed to, that are afraid to speak of the wrath of God. Well, the, the, Bible, the Bible shows us that. The Bible talks of that. The, the, the Bible doesn't hide that. The Bible doesn't skirt around that. There, there, it, 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 if, if the Bible shows us the, the wickedness of you and I as sinners, there has to, there has to, 
there has to be, there's two sides to the coin, right? So, so there's the wickedness of the sinner that, that, that need a savior, but there's the wrath of that savior. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin are what? I mean, and then John 3.18 and 36, there's the wickedness of the sinner and there's the wrath of the savior. But the scripture also shows us that your soul has value. It shows the worth of the soul. Aren't aren't you glad, and I know you are, but aren't you glad that, that God values us to the degree and, and he thinks we are so precious and, and, and just so full of worth that he would send his son? Second Peter, Ryan, find Second Peter three nine. I, I want I want you to read that because because I this is um whatever what, what day did I work at that school, Mom? Was it Friday? Was it Monday? What day is it? Monday. So Monday, I was working with some troubled kids from the ages of 14 to 18. And one of the things that just stood out to me is they've, I make no excuses for bad behavior, nor do I reward bad behavior. But it is, you can listen for 30 seconds and understand with these kids, one of the reasons they do what they do is because they feel like they're worthless. They've been told that. One, one of the uh, young ladies that I, I, I was talking to and trying to, I, I was trying to help her with math. That's comedy. <laughs> you don't know how much comedy that is. Um, and I, I tell her, Mom, if I, I, just was, I, I just give them enough time. And if it's multiple choice, I got this. Because, you know, go with your gut. Um, but, but, but I, I was talking to her and, and, you know, she, she talked about, and you don't, you don't know, again, everything's got two sides, right? But she, she was talking about how that, because she came running in, she had almost missed the bus. She was so frustrated. She actually, when she got in the classroom, she laid down on the floor, she covered up and she was going to just sleep because she said she was up all night trying to figure out how to run away because her mom told her that she wished she had never been born. That's kind of hard for me to, you know, it's, it, it's, Second Peter 3, 9, you read it, Bob. could just marry that with John 3.16. Listen, listen. Nobody's too far gone. No, no, nobody. 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 Nobody is too far gone. We just have to make sure we tell the whole story. Starting with the revelation of who God is and that he has 
made a way of salvation because the scripture shows us that we're sinners, that there is the wrath of a savior, but there's worth to our soul. But it also shows us how we can fix that, that there is a way of salvation. Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Ephesians 2, Acts 16, Acts 4, you got the references in your notes, read them and let it encourage you that if you needed some sort of verse to start a conversation with someone, it don't always have to be the Romans road as it were. It, do, it doesn't have to be that. And, and please, for the love of Mike, don't, you know, don't use some trick thing where you do this and it's like a little magic show and all of a sudden Jesus shows up. Don't do that stuff. Kids are smarter than that, number one. And, and adults feel like you're playing them stupid. So don't be doing that nonsense. Tell them, just tell them the Bible, man. Tell them your story. Tell them your story, how you were a sinner and you were going to face the wrath of a savior. But the spirit let you know that God felt that your soul had worth and then gave you a way to be saved. That's all revealed in your Bible. And it's up to us to then share that so that God can reveal that to others. What's the purpose of the Bible? Well, he gives us the Bible for the purpose of revelation. He gives us the Bible for the purpose of redemption. And I think I got time for this. He gives us the Bible for the purpose of reinforcement. I had to think of an R word. So I, I'm going to make this work. You know, sometimes I have to do that. Once I start, I got to finish it. He gives us the Bible for reinforcement. Verse 16 and 17 of our text, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. It re, that's reinforcement. God uses it, the word, to prepare and equip these people to do every good work. That's reinforcement. And this speaks of the benefits that can be derived from a careful study of his word. And, and after we see, received his revelation and we're, we're part of, we understand we're part of his redemptive plan, then the next Part of the progression is, okay, what do I do with that? Now what? Okay, I've said yes to Jesus. And, and, and I, th this, is the, this is the part that kind of is my driving force, quite frankly, is the, the folks that are dying on the vine because when, when I was a kid and just knelt down beside my mom because she was being saved and I just didn't want to be away from her because uh, I was scared. So I just knelt down beside her because she did. And they, I got patted on the head and told that's the greatest decision I ever made. What, to get up and sit with my mom? And, and man, they, they got up and told how I got saved. I had no idea what they were talking about even. It is important that we know how to tell people that this book has the answer to whatever it is you're dealing with. Now, if, 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 the, if they're like me, I may not understand it right away. There's stuff I don't understand today, and you would say the same. But it's not that we don't believe it, and it's not that he hasn't supplied the reinforcement, because after we've received that, the Bible serves as the reinforcement 
tool. It helps us to grow. It helps us to develop. It helps us to have courage. The Bible helps us to know what to do in situations. It, it helps us to, to know how to grow into all that God has desired us to become. And I, I just want to point out two ways that the scripture can help us develop as believer. But before we do, I want you to look with me in verse 17. God uses it, that is the Bible, to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Now, we know what prepare means. Equip is an interesting word, though. God uses it to prepare and equip his people. That word equip means finished, complete, so now, so now let, let's, let's read it with, with that in mind, if you would, please. So God uses it to prepare and complete his people. He uses this book to prepare and complete his people, to, to make us spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, to, to help us to walk into spiritual maturity. Without this book, that is impossible to finish, to complete. And, and just because I, I get excited in this silly stuff, it, it, it's in the passive voice in the original language. In other words, it's, it's a completing ministry of the word, and it's something that is done to the one that gets into the word. The, the, the person who's going into the word, who's reading the word, they don't do it. That, that completion is done to them. That's important to know because it's the revelation of the word, the revelation of the reinforcement that is in the word that completes it. It does it to us. We don't do it ourselves. We have to have, we have to have the inspired word of God to become mature Christ followers. And that's what I mean when I say you can, you can be a Christian without the Bible. When I say you can't be a good one, I don't mean a good person. I mean an effective, mature Christ follower. And this proves it, that the Bible prepares and completes or finishes us. So what does the, how does it equip us? Well, the, the Bible equips us with standards. People don't like that. I mean, I, I didn't, quite frankly. I mean, depending on your background, I mean, I, I didn't for all the wrong reasons. I didn't know what the standards were. I knew what people's preferences were. Amen, Jeff. And, and that somehow became the biblical standard, although mm, that's, that's, that's a lie. I'll just say it because it's, that's a lie. So the Bible equips us with these standards, and, 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 and one of the criticisms that the Bible gets is that the Bible's a book of rules. The Bible wants to hold you down. The Bible is a book full of freedom. It is. As, as my dad said so many times, I, 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 don't, I don't do what I, what I wanted to do because when I got saved, God changed my wanner. That's probably not a word. But it's, a, it's an Eastern Kentucky word. And so it stands. It's not a book of rules, man. It's a book of principles. 
and it's a book of freedom where the Spirit of the Lord is, there are rules. No, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And it's living within the standards of this book that provides us with that freedom. If we could just get that. When we color outside the lines of the standards of the Bible, we find ourselves in chains. We think, we think we're like broaden our territory. We really think that we're, no, you, you, listen, we are putting yourself in a cage when you get outside the standards of the scripture. You do. I do. Every Christ follower does. A lot of people don't like the idea that, that the Bible tells us how to live our lives. I am so glad the Bible tells me how to live my life. Because I would absolutely derail, I've derailed it and I have a Bible. So, I mean, what's that say about me? <laughs> Welcome, I'm your pastor. <laughs> I, am, I, I, don't, I don't get upset, I don't get upset, man, when the Bible corrects me, please. I, I do not, I do not. I get frustrated when people give me their preferences and expect me to go by it. I won't... You can tell me your preference. I'll tell you my preference. I'll give you my opinion. You can give me your opinion, and we can talk about it and still be great friends. But I ain't going to change my life based on your... The guidelines for living are found in the Bible, and it enables us to stay within the standards that God has given us so that our lives will bring honor and glory to the name of God. That is why we're here. Jesus said that keeping the commandments was a tangible evidence that we really love him. John 14, 15. That's, why wouldn't we want to keep the standards? John also tells us that obeying the word of God is proof of our salvation. 1 John 2 and 1 John 4. John then says that the commandments of the Lord will not be harsh to the believer, but they will delight the soul. 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. Standards. The standards. The Bible equips us with these standards. And, and those who agree and make their mind up, draw their line in the sand, and have, have as Daniel said, purposed in their heart and made the decision to live out the commandments and the teachings of Christ will grow, will have joy, will have peace, and will be successful in living the life of a Christ follower. Walk outside of those standards, you're going over the cliff. See, the, 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 the Bible equips us with standards, but the Bible also equips us and this, and this is, the, the Bible is just such a great book because it also equips us with symbols. I had to have an S. But with, 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 with things that metaphorically point us in the right direction. I, 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 love, I love when Jesus would teach. And... One of the disciples would be bold enough to go, just can you hold up just a second because I have no idea what you're talking about. And Jesus would come back with, I, great example, the parable of the sower. He gives that, you know, the whole the parable of the sower. Great, that's a great agricultural lesson. What? 
And, and then when he explains it, those, see that symbol, that symbol equipped them. To, how, how, how many of you, when praying for someone, obviously don't raise your hand, but how many of you in, in praying for someone has, has used that symbol in praying, God, 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 you know, pray, pray, we pray for Rob because... <laughs> Because the, the seed, which is the word of God, fell on hard soil. I'm just using Rob as an example because I'm allowed. I was going to use Chansey, but Holly's in here and she would shout. So I, we use those symbols because those symbols, those symbols help develop our standards. See, everything's not a, everything's not a punch in the gut. I, 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 I know that you've read things in the scripture and, and it's moved you, and you're like, wow, that's awesome. And then you're driving down the road, and you're like, wait, what? Because there's something in that that God knew the way our human mind would process data. So it's not just a direct standard all the time. Many times it's with symbols, and the Bible identifies itself through several clear metaphors, several clear similes. These symbols serve the purpose of helping us understand the Bible and helps us understand the God of the Bible. What are some? Well, a few of the symbols are a mirror. The Bible's called a mirror. James chapter one, for if you listen to the word, there it is, if you listen to this book, the words in this book, and you don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, you forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law, it's this book. See, it's metaphorically compared and, or, or described as a mirror. If, if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, God will bless you for doing it. Hallelujah. It, 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 we're reinforced with symbols. I already alluded to it, but another way, another symbol is a seed. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 I love the way the New King James parses this out. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed through the word of God. Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. When the word is properly planted in a human heart, it will bring forth life, growth, fruit. We're going to stop there. I'll finish it. Next week, I pray that when you approach your Bible this week, me, when I'm, when I'm really studying, I, I, I like to hold a Bible. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so not saying that the, a device isn't good. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm old. And, and I, there's something about, man, just reading these words, feeling those pages. I, again, that's my opinion. You don't even got to listen to that. But I hope when you approach the word in whatever form you approach it, that you are just reminded that there's so much more to this book than we understand right now. And, 
the purpose for us having it and the miracle that it is preserved this long and will forever be preserved, it just stands to reason that we should approach it with reverence. And, and, and I, did anybody else have a, have a mom or, or a grandma that would jack your jaw if you threw the Bible in the back window of the car? My mom, my mom, you get that Bible out of that window. Wait, what? Okay. We need to understand, again, not because we worship it, we're not afraid of it, but because it, it, it gives us revelation. It, it's given to us for the purpose of showing us we, we need redemption. And, it, and it's also given to us so that we can have reinforcements when talking about it. And I hope that when you approach it, one thing that I have to do is I have to make sure I'm not approaching the Bible only to prepare a message. And, you know, don't approach the Bible to win an argument. Don't, don't approach the Bible. Approach it to be reinforced. Approach it to get revelation. Approach it to understand that God loves you and I so daggone much that he left us his word. And I will also encourage you as I close with this. Only because it happens. It's, it, it's happened to me recently. I was out shopping for a Bible this week. And I, I kind of knew what I wanted uh, in, in terms of like the style or whatever, and you know I didn't want the big coffee table family Bible with the with the picture of American Jesus on it. I didn't. It wasn't what I was looking for. I, I certain thing I was looking for. I was looking for. A, and as I'm going, I'm looking at all of them, you know, and so I grab one, and I was in. I, I missed a step. I was in a conversation with a with a with a, a gentleman a little older than me, and he too was looking at Bibles, and he said, looks like you found what you're looking for. Yes, sir, I did. Yeah, man, there's so many, so many choices, you know, and I was just trying to get out of the conversation, and, and he said, well, did you, did you, did you get a Bible? Yeah, I sure did. You, you were right here. I didn't say that. I'm thinking, you were right there when I pulled it out. And he said, he goes, yeah, yeah, but did you get a Bible? Yeah, I got the Bible. Which one? Well, there's only one. I knew what he wanted. I knew where he was going. But that don't mean I ain't going to mess with him. I'm still Jeff Burke. So God didn't take that away. So I'm like, I said, yeah, I, I got, which one did you get? I got, the, I got the word of God. I got the one that was preserved. Mm. Which one did you get? Well, I actually got an English Standard Version, ESV. That's what, I, that's what I got today. See, and he started throwing these dates out, and, and, and unfortunately, 
they were incorrect, and I'm not. I wouldn't correct him. I, 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 I would. I wouldn't dishonor him and disrespect him like that. But, but he went on. I, I literally had to interrupt him on why he was telling me that I was doing harm buying this Bible that wasn't the Bible. Can we, can we just say, and have enough confidence in God that if we were to pick something up, who lives inside of us? Uh-huh, yeah. So if we're reading something that is not from his mind, from the Father's heart that wasn't inspired, don't you think that something would prick our spirit and, and, and give us a stop and, and say, you need, to, you need to put that down? I do. I do. See, we're back to that whole standards thing again. I'm just asking you when you approach the Bible, approach it like it was written for only you. And, and I, I don't read it off the back of a napkin, off a plaque. I, I don't care. I, I, as long as there's no fundamental doctrines of Jesus Christ messed with, I couldn't care less about the way they parse out sentences as long as it takes nothing away from the deity of Jesus Christ. If it does, I have no use for it. Embrace this book. Embrace this book. There is such a purpose for it in our lives. Any comments? We're going to pray and go. Candace, I went 10 minutes over. Are you mad? Okay. Anybody? Comment? Aren't you thankful for that book? I love to watch my mom read that Bible. As a kid, I loved to watch my daddy read that Bible. He couldn't pronounce a third of the words in the Bible. But he believed every one of them. I love to watch kids read the Bible. Ask Heather about her reading stories to the kids in a kid's picture Bible where she happened to read about Ananias and Sapphira. And ask her how Kate's doing with her therapist. <laughs> Hey, I might not know how to use a sword, but I won't look like I know how I use a sword. That's awesome. Kim reads this to me. I'm just lazy. No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't. God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you, God. I thank you that, that, that you love us so much that you didn't leave us here to figure this out by ourselves. You have given us your word. God, I, 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 just, I, I just feel so deeply in love with this word. Maybe more than any other time in my life. Maybe because I, I, I just, I, 
I feel like I just need it now more than ever. But I just thank you. I thank you that in your infinite wisdom you inspired and breathed the very mind and heart of God into the heart of men that pinned it down. And here we are in 2020 still reading it, still loving it, still wanting to live like the way it tells us to live. Thank you. Thank you for loving us that much. May we get in it deeper. Reveal yourself to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Invite uh, 13 people. Invite 13 people to come to church Sunday. That's a very specific number. Do you? Did I say 13? No, I said 30. It sounded like 13. Invite 30 people to church. Her fault.